Hello and welcome to the Art of Communication podcast with me, Robin Kermode. Have you ever wished you could become a confident speaker or presenter? Then why not join my online masterclass, Speak So Your Audience Will Listen. In 10 easy-to-follow modules, you can become a confident and authentic speaker. For more information, visit robinkermode.com. Hello, this is Sian Hansen, and welcome to the Art of Communication podcast. I'm here with Robin Kermode. Hello. In this podcast, we're going to be talking about charisma. Could you tell me what charisma is? <laughs> well, charisma is one of those X-factor words. A lot of leaders say to me when I'm coaching them, they say, I wish I had more charisma. And then they quote people like Bill Clinton, Barack Obama, or they quote maybe a famous movie star that they like, a newscaster or someone they feel has this weight. But what's interesting about charisma is I think there's a big myth about charisma because charisma comes from the Greek word meaning favor freely given or the gift of grace. And both of them are about bringing a sense of authority and respect for the people you're talking to. The derivation is interesting because it implies that charisma is giving something back to other people rather than being charismatic. So a lot of people think I need to be something. In other words, I need to change my behavior to be charismatic. Isn't that interesting? Because a lot of people see charisma as something where they have to either learn to be funny mm-hmm. or it's much more a sense of ego, you know, a look at me. Learning to be the center of attention in a sense. Yes, but you're saying it's not. Well, it's not actually about that. It's actually about making other people feel special. If you make other people feel special, they like being around you. That's that the key. Gives you and that gives you charisma. I see. But if you go around saying, look at me, I'm very important, you just think, actually, you're quite annoying now. <laughs> so you'll need therapy. Because the people who are really confident don't have to try so hard. And they yeah. always said in my former life as an actor, if you want to play a king or a queen in Shakespeare, how do you do it? And the answer is, you do nothing, but everyone else bows to you. Now, if you make other people feel special, they'll give you that status because they like being around you. I understand that, and I'm sure our listeners do. But how does that compare to confidence and gravitas? You want a sprinkle of those things too when you're making a speech, don't you? In other words, you don't want the charisma to be overboard and you come across as, I don't know, flirtatious. Or Uh, lightweight. Or lightweight. Mm -hmm. So how do you balance that out? There are certain times when we want to have gravitas. And we'll cover gravitas maybe in another podcast because gravitas is is a whole other area. But I think charisma probably is what we would call the X factor. Mm. Why do we listen to this person? Why do we watch this person? Gravitas is more about do they have weight and authority? An airline pilot might have gravitas because you want the airline pilot to take the job seriously. Mm. But charisma is about are they inspiring? I don't particularly want an airline pilot to be inspiring, right? I want them to concentrate on their job. (laughs) You want them to inspire confidence. I want Um, them to inspire confidence. We're playing with words now, but I take your point. Uh, Here's an interesting one. Are women and men and anything else you choose to be, is there a difference in their charisma or is charisma the same for any human being? Oh, charisma is the same for any human being, without question. It's the same ingredients. Yes. Gravitas might sound different, with a man and a woman, because a man's voice might be deeper. But a woman can have huge amounts of resonance as well. I've met lots of hugely charismatic women and women with gravitas. There are hundreds of female actors that we go, wow, you just want to watch them all the time. You watch them live on stage or you watch them on a film and they have this 
thing. People say to me, these other people must have been born with it. Mm. We're and, really... I'm, and I'm saying you can teach it. Yes, I know. I but, was just going to yes, say, can that, you teach charisma? You can. You know, you, can you? Well, you can teach it to a certain level. Of course, some people just walk in the room and they literally light up the room. Now, of course, it's a combination of all sorts of things. It's a combination of how open their face is. And interestingly enough, it's not about being beautiful or not being beautiful. It's about, is your soul open in a sense? Is there a light shining from your eyes? That's what charisma is. And that's, I think, the slightly religious connotation of gift of grace. It comes from a position of open-spiritedness. Mm. There's a great Leonardo da Vinci drawing, of course, with the finger touching the universe. Yes. It was like a lightning bolt. And I think that people who are charismatic have a, f- a natural flow of energy, and that's almost like they've somehow channeled the universe. And you can learn how to do that. I don't know whether we all believe in reincarnation or not, but some children seem to have this from birth. One client actually phoned me up once and I'd worked with his team. And he said, Robin, he said, can I have a session on my own? And I said, sure. I said, do you have a big speech to make? And he said, no. He said, I feel a bit embarrassed asking for this. I said, okay, so what is it you want? He said, well, I want to be able to walk into a room and I want people to say, wow, who's that? And I said, yeah, you can have that. He said, how long will it take? I said, well, in your case, it would take two half days. And it would depend on where, you know, where people are on that scale. There's going to be some circumstances, I'm sure, where charisma is not needed, uh, mm-hmm. although you still have to deliver some news. Yes, but maybe even speak at a funeral, for example. You can still speak at a funeral and be charismatic because you're not saying, look at me, I'm important delivering this eulogy. You can say, I'm here being very open-spirited, very human, very connected, and I'm speaking to you as human beings. And you still think that person is amazing. Yes. But what they say is relevant and appropriate. So did you get some of these tools from learning to be an actor? Because I know, let's say, actors learn how to deliver lines to certain parts of the audience. Is Mm -hmm. that part of the equation? Yeah, delivering lines to certain parts of the audience is about holding the room. But charisma is probably deeper than that. It starts off with how comfortable you are in your own skin. So if I'm working with people, the first thing we look at is how comfortable you are in your own skin, which sounds like therapy, but it's not, it's not, it's not therapy because it's almost on a physical level. Because if the audience is distracted by confusing movements and nervous tics and this sort of thing, then obviously they're not going to see the inner you. So what we want to try to do is to get the body language nice and calm and the voice emotionally connected. And we'll look at voice in another podcast Mm. in, in a much deeper level. But once the voice is emotionally connected, then the next thing is, can we make it now about the audience? Right. So in other words, our own issues, our own stuff is not getting in the way. And therefore, people can listen to what we're saying. We can make them feel special. We can make the construction of the message about them. And then they think, wow, these people are amazing because they make us feel amazing. So we're getting into the ABCs on how you actually teach charisma. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, like you said, each one of these topics can be a podcast in its own. And and Um, they will be. (laughs) And they will be coming up. But what I'm interested in is you've mentioned teaching charisma starts maybe with simply the body language that Mm -hmm. you're giving off and then centering your voice. Mm -hmm. Can you deliver a rather somber message charismatically? Can you deliver a very funny after-dinner speech charismatically? Is it all the same? The mindset is I want to be relevant to these people. I want to make these people feel special. That's the mindset. And I suppose if I was going to give somebody a couple of tips about how to suddenly have a little bit of charisma, the first thing I would say is breathe and breathe slowly. And if you breathe slowly, and you could try this, if you sit in a chair and you put your hand on your lower stomach and you breathe into your stomach and breathe in for a count of three 
and out for a count of three, three times. This will just calm everything down. And then on top of that, we want to add in the inner twinkle. And the inner twinkle is, the inner twinkle. The inner twinkle is incredibly important. <laughs> Hashtag inner twinkle. Hashtag inner twinkle. We, we were taught when we were young actors, if you don't know how to say a line or a piece of dialogue in a play, you just say it with a twinkle and it adds an extra dimension. So if you had a line in a film that says, I'm going to get a cup of coffee, and you think, why, why is my character saying that? I don't know why I say that. All you have to do is to say it with a twinkle. So you say, I'm going to get a cup of coffee. And you think you're doing something you shouldn't be doing outside the room or whatever. And so it adds an extra thing in. And therefore, there's something about charisma where you're not quite sure what they're going to do next. You're always on tenterhooks thinking, where are they going to go and what are they going to do? And the inner twinkle is about whatever happens, life is a game. I haven't met one charismatic person who doesn't have that sense of life fulfillment, life enhancement. And we talked about the Leonardo da Vinci with the finger, the life force coming through. I think charismatic people demonstrate that they are somehow in touch with the life force. And that can be learned. And if you can do that, then you can truly be charismatic. I remember you once said to me, when you walk in the room, you should lift the energy of the room by 10%. Mm -hmm. Is that because you are charismatic? Because there's a famous story, of course, of Marilyn Monroe walking down the road with her friend. And the friend is saying, but you're Marilyn Monroe. Why is nobody noticing you? And she said, oh, do you want me to be Marilyn? And she just flicked a switch in her head and she put on the inner twinkle. And suddenly the whole place stopped and they had to call the police because was, <laughs> there was a riot. So it's not like going around being a game show host. No. <laughs> and, and constantly smiling in a slightly cheesy, okay, good morning, welcome. Because this kind of DJ stuff is very irritating to be around. <laughs> and it's not even Pollyanna saying everything is fantastic. It's not about that. It's just about being in the moment and being present. And when you're asking a question, you ask a genuine question and you listen to the answer. So if you say, answer. are you okay? Someone's going to go, yep, I'm fine. But if you say, how are you? Someone is probably going to give you a more honest answer because yeah. it's an honest question. It's a question that actually demands an answer. So charismatic people make, make you feel, feel that they are interested in you and everyone likes to feel special and that other people find them interesting. I remember once I was at a party and I sat next to a man and I realized that he wanted to tell all the jokes and he wanted to be found funny. So I spent the whole evening laughing at his jokes. And he was quite funny, but I mean, I, I made an effort to laugh at all his jokes. I hadn't told one joke. At the end of the evening, he went up to the hostess and said, Robin's a funny man, isn't he? Oh. And I hadn't said a word. Jokes. No, but I'd made him feel funny because I laughed at his jokes. So he probably might have gone away and said, actually, Robin's quite charismatic. He's a funny guy. So if you had to name the most charismatic people you know, who would they be? But a lot of the people that I find really charismatic are family friends. They're not necessarily famous people. They just have that ability to walk into a room and suddenly the energy changes. It's almost like they walk in the room and they go, okay, now the party can start. So, and they're very genuine as well. I know that Michelle Obama has been in Britain recently and she is so charismatic. She sits in a chair being interviewed and has 15,000 people hanging on her every word. Mm -hmm. That would be my choice. Thank you for listening. Goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. Have you ever wished you could become a confident speaker or presenter? Then why not join my online masterclass, Speak So Your Audience Will Listen. In 10 easy-to-follow modules, you can become a confident and authentic speaker. For more information, visit robinkermer.com.